The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Don't you just love a book that might tell a story or even just a story you've heard where you get beat up or the person gets constantly put down or defeated, demoted, forsaken, and an end comes up and rises up because of victor. Remember, I am telling you that love will win. These are the words just breathed from the lips of Our Lady, December 2nd. She continued, I know that many of you are losing hope because around you, you see suffering, pain, jealousy, envy. We have confidence if we believe in the apparitions that Our Lady herself has told us, we will win. But the win, that takes action. We can't let everything just take place on its own. Our Lady requires us by saying, follow me. 
because the victory of my heart is in, in the name of God, and everywhere they're striking the name of God. And we've got to strike back with the name of God. Live the gospel, she said. And Redmond, Washington, for the third year in a row, a mysterious group or person is putting it's okay to say Merry Christmas signs at the library, the police station, public property, and different places. Not only are they putting that out, they're saying for I am signs that say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. What are you doing to counter and therefore being passive and therefore allowing the opposite of victory that we have defeat? These people who stop Merry Christmas, these people who stop the professing of the name of Christ, are weak, small people without power, except to say, we'll file a lawsuit. There is organizations out there, Literary Council, Alliance Defending Freedom Fund. These different organizations will take on lawsuits free for you when these things come up. And all this is given away to more people coming up and objecting from everything to welfare, to seeing that you owe something. The church has forgotten who they are. They forgot the principles. We only hear the social doctrine of the church, the poor, the poor, the poor. Jesus says you'll always have the poor. Judas was complaining about the same thing. Get off of it. They're rejecting Jesus' name in the public square and you're worried about the poor? We help the poor if we can profess the name of Jesus. We can't if we don't. There is no responsibility concerning the poor that the government is charged with. The only thing the government is charged with concerning the poor is justice for the poor and to maintain whatever rights they might have or could utilize under the civil process. That's the end of it. No more. The Bible says nothing about that, except for us as an individual or congregation, that we are to help the poor. And so once again, we vacate our position. The government moves in and takes that position. We vacate through so many divorces, so many annulments, so many not even living now marriage or going through marriage. And the government takes it over and redefines it. It's we who give these things up. When are we going to start fighting? And say, no more, we will not tolerate it. First, we have to make ourselves understand with clarity what is right and what is wrong. The only person that has that moral fiber of, of, of purification and suffering and sacrifice to pray that, to live that, to fast for it, can know when something's constitutional or not constitutional. We don't need an attorney. Actually, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence is a very simple document. It is not complex, and we don't just sit there and say, okay, well, let's go to court and see what they say. We don't need the Supreme Court to tell us what to say. 
Most of the bounds of that's out of bounds today were kept in bounds by the people themselves. If something happened in their little town, they would rise up and strike it down with the populace, by their sentiments, from the pulpit, from the pew, all throughout to the police forces. They didn't have to go and take it to court. It was settled right then and there. You're just not going to do it. And these puffs of air, blow themselves up like a puff of fi- puff fish, a blowfish, just deflate. We don't even know our power because we haven't got the power within our heart by living the way we're supposed to live to exercise it. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of these messages. Whatever the bishops say, I profess it. They're wrong if they're blocking Medjugorje. The church gives us the right to have devotion to private revelations. Unless condemned, Medjugorje is not condemned. Don't sit silent. Don't defend Medjugorje. Be offensive. Profess your belief, no matter who you do it in front of. Conviction is what makes other people believe. Like, oh, they're so strong. Why are we bowing down to the Muslims? They've got a right to worship, yes. Everybody has a right to believe as they want. But there are stronger principled people than we are as Christ followers. Shame on us, not on them. It's to our shame all these things are happening. And so we got somebody in Redmond, Washington, running around putting up signs saying, it's okay to say Merry Christmas. Say it. Just say it. It's amazing where we've fallen to. And yet we have the confidence that the atheists, that the other people, that the distractors, the God-haters, the non-believers, those who don't know, don't have. We have heaven telling us you're going to win. But to win, you can't sit on the bench. You got to get up there and get on the field, and you got to play the game. And that's what all he's coming for. I'm your mother. I'm in the kingdom, but I'm also here with you. She's the coach. She's ready to get you going. Do you want to listen to her? Do you want to follow her? Do you want to follow the teacher? Because the victory is in my heart. We are to follow her, listen to her, and do what she says. This is entitled, Satanists Win the Right to Place Grossly Offensive Holiday Display Next to the Nativity Inside Florida's Capitol. Satanists have won the right to place a holiday display inside Florida's state capitol in Tallahassee later this month, one that features an image of an angel falling into burning flames. Bible verses and a happy holidays message. Officials in the state had initially refused the Satanist display and called it offensive but have since changed their minds. After Americans United for Separation of Church and State, a church-state activist group, threatened a lawsuit on behalf of Satanists, according to a press release. The New York-based Satanic Temple, which does not believe the devil to be real and advocates for religious tolerance and pluralism, will be free to put the scene on display beginning December 22nd. The Florida Capitol Rotunda has become a place where numerous dueling holiday messages generally emerge. Take 2013, for instance, 
when an atheist display and a festivus pole, among other symbols, were placed next to the traditional nativity. Despite the state's change of heart on the satanic display, Americans United for Separation of Church and State isn't backing down from its public challenge to the state's Department of Management Services banning certain displays. Quote, free speech is for everyone and all groups, unquote. Americans United Executive Director, the Reverend Barry W. Lynn, said in a statement. State officials simply can't get into the business of deciding that some unpopular messages are offensive and must be banned. As previously reported, the Satanic Temple's holiday display was rejected for inclusion last year in the annual holiday display inside the Capitol, who has designated an area as a public forum. Those familiar with the Bible will recognize that the scene is described in Isaiah 14, 12, which reads, How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. And Luke 10, 18 also references Lucifer's fall from heaven. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Florida's Department of Management Services had reportedly responded to a December 2013 attempt to place the display near a nativity inside the Capitol by noting that the Satanic Temple's holiday imagery was grossly offensive. The department's position is that your proposed display is grossly offensive during the holiday season. Sherry K. Rout, Administrative Assistant at Florida Department of Management Services, wrote at the time, according to the Christian Post. The Satanic Temple has been involved in a number of public causes of late. Reverend Barry W. Lynn, a pastor, is advocating to put these up. He's against Christ, and yet he's a pastor. And this is their moves to come up into the church to be part of it, to be recognized as that. And then they're putting up their free speech for all groups, he says. Quote, free speech is for everyone and all groups. No, it's not. We've lost our Christian clarity. We don't see things in the right light no more. We don't pray enough to have the verbiage to even counter these things. And so when they sit there and say they're advocating for religious tolerance and pluralism, that's not what it's about. You have to understand the method of the devil is not get you to come to his way or not to do wicked things. It's to move you to neutrality, move you in neutral. If you're on a hill and you're in drive, or and you put it in neutral, you start coasting backwards. They know, these people know, don't fight them where they are. Keep your nativity. Let us just go there and neutralize everything. Satan acts in a neutral zone where Christ is minus out or minimized, then he can take over. His first steps always in his strategy is to neutralize the Christians, the Christ followers. Once that happens, then he can put it in reverse. You don't want to go driving down the road and drive it and throw it in reverse. You know what happened? You'll keep going. You knock your pins out of your, your parking area and if you put in park, and you'll you'll just you'll break your transmission, basically. But you're gonna still move forward. So you go to neutral. Do you come to stop? Then you can go to reverse. So this statement that they put out advocates for religious tolerance pluralism is part of a satanic 
thing. Well, you know, okay, we can have ours and they can have theirs. Garbage. We do not have have to give a constitutional equal ground because of an intimidity to a Satanist group and it's display. Our nation as people are more aptly known as a Christian nation, documented as a Christian nation with its roots, not satanic origins, but Christian origins. It's clearly constitutional to deny that what severs us from our roots, our Christian principles, is not constitutional. It's common law. It's part of what we are. It's who we are. Where we don't have satanic origins. Where are your Christians that you stand up and just say, you're not going to do it? No, we're not going to go to court. No, we're going to wait anything. You're not going to set it up. We're not standing up, and we allow them now to put something right beside the nativity. Isn't it strange? It's, it's different places across the United States that they're putting these things up next to nativities. Get your own place. Get your own space. Why do they gravitate to the nativity? Because they're not after free speech. They're not after neutrality, neutral. They're not after equal equal rights. There is an attack on the nativity. Don't you have clarity to see the purpose that thou, this, these atheists doing this against the nativity? You should put it right next to the nativity to show that they are against it. It's an attack. It's an attack against Christ. It's to attack Christ and his Christian followers. Let's just cut through all the charade and the facades about this. This is not about free speech. It's about removing Christianity, not only from the public square, but from every soul of the Christian. And we are allowing it. Your indignation should stop it. And it's happened in different parts of the world. We had our bottomless go to Sarajevo three years ago, going to do their march, and we've got new territory. We've got to start breaking open and making people more tolerant to our lifestyles. They got out there and threw rocks at them. They had a three-day event planned. They said, well, this is dangerous for, for people. They said it's dangerous for them. They're scared out of the wits. Don't let demoralized people not people who are in sin or and know it's sin and say, hey, I, I'm, I'm addicted or I have these kinds of problems. These are people who are advocating policy into law and into the culture to change it. You've got every right to do what you have to do to protect the children at the schools, the culture, and the moral good of society. Censorship is a good thing. The media the universities has painted this as a negative word. Censorship has always been defined as the right of the government or the right of the leaders to protect the morals of the people. It's not free speech to be able to say whatever you want to say, use whatever kind of degraded language you want to say it in. And this is folly to any one of the forefathers the, the, the founders of our nation would even consider even a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a millionth of a percent that these people had the right to go do what they do next to a nativity. And you're allowing it? And you think you got to go to the courts? You think you got to get a lawyer for it? You think you got to file a lawsuit? Just remove it. Do what you have to do. And until our indignation comes that, this is going to get stronger and stronger till we be handcuffed because they don't stop there. They're not going to stop at neutral. They're going to put everything in reverse. They hate Christ 
Therefore, Jesus said, they will hate you. They hated me first. Remember that. And they'll do to you what they did to me. How are we defeated? We have to pray. We have to live holiness. We have to accept the commandments and live them. We have to heal our marriages. We have to heal our families. We have to do these things. And we have to have a structured prayer life paralleled by a spontaneous prayer life that we're growing in prayer, growing in holy, that our thoughts are continually on God. And what will he do? And what does he expect of me to do? So we have this whole culture that's dependent in sin, that's sinful on welfare. It's a sin. Idleness is the devil's workshop. Welfare. Being supported by the government promotes idolism or being idle. This idleness doesn't do any good for anybody. Benjamin Franklin said, I'm for doing good to the poor. I think that the best way of doing good for the poor is not making them easy in poverty. You hear what he's saying? Don't make it easy to be in poverty. Don't give them everything. He continues, but leading or driving them out of it. I tell you, if people in Ferguson had to be at a job at 5 o'clock in the morning, get somewhere and do something, they wouldn't be out there looting and doing what they're doing in the streets. This is because the government is taking care of too many people. And our church, so much in social doctrine, is behind a lot of this and has supported it. And it's unbiblical. Bible verses admonish against this. And it's a significant number that say this, that it's up to us as individuals to take care of those who are poor. Because most of the poor help themselves. They really don't need any help. The genuine poor, because they're willing to do what they need to do. And when it does have to come up, because somebody's incapacitated, that's our job. Benjamin Franklin continues, but leading or driving them out of it, in my youth, I traveled much, and I observed in different countries that the more public provisions were made for the poor, the less they provided for themselves. Wow, is that not truth? And is not not showing the sin of the church today? Because we are not speaking against the government. Our, our, our hierarchy is not speaking against the government for doing this to the poor. And we're telling the church, them to do it because the church isn't doing it. It's our job. We are better able to recognize who is really necessarily in need or who is idle and of the devil in the time and whether they use it, whether or not they should be given help or not. Not the government. He said, I observed in different countries that the more public provisions were made for the poor, the less they provided for themselves and, of course, became poorer. And on the contrary, the less that was done for them, the more they did for themselves and became richer. Wow. The puppets don't know about that. In short, he says, you offered a premium for the encouragement of idleness. The nuns taught us idleness is the devil's workshop. Gives you freedom to go tear up the streets. Kill each other. Do whatever you're going to do. Or just be a, a couch potato, softness, and do nothing but watch TV. But it's the poor, Jesus. That perfume would be better off for the poor. You know what that could be sold for, Jesus? The biggest expense our government has right now is welfare. And most of that can be striked away. 
Franklin goes on, in short, you offered a premium for the encouragement of idleness, and you should not now wonder that it has had its effect in the increase of poverty. Our social justice has promoted poverty and kept people poverty, and even blacks are saying about their own color, their own people, that they, the Democrats have made a plantation. See, we just can't say things in truthful and be honest about that because people's mentality is not that they can't reason it out. They don't want to. It's just truth. Our ladies come here to show us truth, to be virtuous, to work hard, to work by the sweat of your brow, whatever you got to do. And that includes in protecting Christianity and its right to flourish the nation in the public square in the halls of Congress, wherever it may be, especially now in our schools. And we lay idle in our Christian walk and we're in poverty and we're starving. Frank? Well, if man ever wanted to find the truth in our time, you have to see what is mostly attacked. And so the great truth of our God becoming man in this blessed season of Advent, the words of Matthew ring true to us. Christians were devoted to Christ, but the master that we despise is the one that we serve by being quiet, by letting the media fuel division and uh, try to separate people so that they don't unite under the truth of Christ that became man for our salvation. And so we have to combat these things, as Our Lady said. Individually, you can do nothing, but collectively, all together with my son, you can heal the world and heal these ills. And so it's in unity, as we see this push for the media for disunity, we need to unite in the way Our Lady told us, the small prayer groups, communities, in order to reach these Christians that just kind of go along to get along. They're in in the pews every Sunday, but they won't put a nativity in their yard because they, you know, they're serving the master that they despise. And so if you want to find the truth, you see what the social media is attacking the most, Christ, the nativity, you unite under that truth, with people that are devoted to Christ, we should all be united with each other and and do what the Declaration calls us to do. The people have to stand against these things. The people have to rise up and, and not tolerate, you know, this this form of, of tyranny and attack against our great Christian nation. And the only way that we're going to do that is to do as the early Christians did and, and unite in communities together. So, in a season that we have, we have economic problems, we have spending, we have things going on, we have actually everything it tells us, as we was talking the other day about the GDP, that we can't pay, take 103 years to pay it back, and yet we have more spending going on at this moment, but don't misread the signs. It's because God's given the elect time to get themselves positioned and need to do what they need to do. Meaning that the Fuel prices is dropping like a rock. I just uh, 
read yesterday that for the first time in five years, I think it was, that gasoline has dropped below $2 a gallon. And this is God allowing us, because this is deflation. Of course, a lot of people that have got investments that hate deflation. In fact, I was just reading something right before the show from Oliver Garrett, chief executive of Casey Research. He says, he, and he told everybody for 2014, get out of the stock markets. And he says, it's not fun. And for some subscribers to their place, it's been painful to watch the stocks that they so keep rising. But the alternative is to getting out early is to stay fully invested and hope you get out at the last moment, just as the crash is starting. Many investors are telling themselves they're going to do just that. So many, in fact, that the eventual result will resemble those horrible stories of soccer fans getting crushed as thousands stampede and jam the stadium exits. If you judge that trouble is coming, leave the stadium early, even though that means missing part of the match. And so we have every sign and every indication of what's taking place with us that the economy is not going to go continue. And this is a this can give a lot of people that don't don't pray and don't don't believe, not the elect, to have a false faith in the economy that we're going to be having lower prices and all these things happen. It's not the case. It's just a reprieve, a time of the bouncing of the economy to give us time, the elect, to do what we must do. And so that being the case, Frank can be called about the markets measure go around to where you need to really put your funds and your safeguard and make your decisions. You can call him at Frank. Yeah, you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and you can uh, get our general information at globalsilverinvestors.com. And I know you've probably read this. I think you have, because I think it was sent to you, too, sent to us, this research and things that have been saying. Well, the, the, the markets are very broken. In, in the way that we're coming up with price discovery, is it's ludicrous. And so the paper markets are controlling physical markets, and and it's going to cause tremendous problems. And and um, all people are are seeing this. The system is, you know, many people are, are seeing the system is broken, and they don't know what to do. And they they're kind of complacent. We don't want to be complacent here. Uh, it, the the system is very broken. It's it's miraculous that it still stands, and that it appears to be functioning. We know what to do. Our lady's given us an answer, and that's why Global Silver Investor is here. That's what we're here for, and it's a, it's a way that you can immediately say, I don't want to be a part of that, and get into something physical, real, and tangible created by God for a monetary system. Money has to represent some labor, and gold and silver have to be dug out of the ground. Money cannot represent a certain elite group having the right to issue it, and you expect that that's going to go well for the people. It's not going to go well for us, so we have to exit the system of the master that we despise and enter into the system of the one that we love and we're devoted to. You can call Frank and the numbers he gave to discuss this further, and of course, Midgenomics is really about to help position yourselves to not save yourself, but that you can live the spiritual life as God intended it. And so it is with the season we're in, we pray for you. We wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.